This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Wednesday the 3rd of November 2021. And Norman, at the beginning of this year when the vaccines were starting to roll out, which was a very exciting moment for all of us, we had a lot of discussion about vaccine hesitancy and there were different surveys coming out showing different proportions of the Australian population that were wondering about whether they were going to get a vaccine or not. And we have tried to report on that very judiciously over the year. And really, the proof is in the pudding. And there's this journalistic tendency to want to find the bad in things. But when I saw yesterday that New South Wales is setting its sights on 95% vaccination coverage for the state and that they're very close to actually getting there. I'm just stoked. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And um, and the reality is that the there was always more demand for vaccines than there was supply at the beginning. And the hesitancy was uh, partly about safety. People rattled about AstraZeneca and what have you. But, you know, particularly in Victoria, people came forward for AstraZeneca. We're a good vaccination rate, nation and it was very, very clear that the number of people who were so resistant they wouldn't have it was pretty small, 5-7%. And it's probably it's less than 7%. It looks like being probably around about 5%, and uh, at least of adults over 16. And so all these stories that you hear, that we're just it's just proving that Australia is a good vaccination nation. Yeah, and so New South Wales is sort of showing that it's going to bring forward some of the changes to its COVID-19 restrictions because people have gotten vaccinated so quickly. Things that weren't meant to come into place until the 1st of December are now going to happen on Monday, this Monday, the 8th of November, which is when they're due to reach 90% coverage of age 16 plus. And we've talked before on this podcast about how the 12 plus age bracket is is even more important. Well, they're going to hit that milestone only a couple of days later based on the projections on covidlive.com.au. Yeah, and it's great. So the um, in New South Wales, businesses will move to one person per square, per two square metres. Nightclubs will reopen, you'll be able to dance. Uh, there'll still be restrictions on gym and dance classes. That's a 20-person uh, cap and various other freedoms. So it, it really is good for the people of New South Wales that they're rejoicing and w- rewarding themselves or being rewarded for getting to those high vaccination rates. And also to ensure that people get their second doses, they're delaying the time that unvaccinated people will have access to these freedoms by by two weeks to the middle of December, the 15th of December. So th- this is really um, an, an amazing situation to be in, really fantastic news. So how does it track with, we've, we've reopened, we know that there's um, still been some cases happening and we should talk about more than just New South Wales. Victoria's also on track, very similar numbers in terms of vaccination rates. They're still having higher daily case numbers though, but the vaccination is making a difference to hospitalisations and deaths. Yeah, the word is decoupling or delinking. And clearly in both states now, the uh, hospitalisation numbers are delinked from the case numbers. And it tends to be in people who are elderly and unvaccinated that you've got the main problems continuing. It's great. I mean, and you've got very high levels of immunisation in the elderly in Australia. So all that is good news. And it's true in Victoria as well as New South Wales. So Victoria is tracking just a couple of weeks behind New South Wales, but in a very similar way. And whilst case numbers are going up a bit, the um, hospital numbers are going down. So we're a freshly vaccinated nation over the last uh, few months from July through to um, now. 
because of supply problems, there weren't that many people immunized prior to June of this year proportionately. And so we've all got these greatly enhanced immune systems fighting the virus and not only protecting people against hospitalization, but also reducing transmission. And that's why the modeling, say, from the Burnett Institute has been shown to have overestimated the problem. They overestimated the hospitalizations and underestimated, based on the evidence at that time, the the effect of vaccination. And the Burnett people have said, well, happy days. We're quite glad to be shown not for, for it not to be shown as bad as we thought. Oh, are you saying there that the reason why we've got such good decoupling is because we're so freshly vaccinated? Like, what does that mean for next year when that freshly vaccinated immune system starts to wane? Well, we are vulnerable to that. So we can rejoice now, but um, we're, and we're, there's nothing exceptional about us. It will wane and, w- and will start dropping. And whilst the authorities are saying that it's optional now to have a third dose or a booster, I think come next year, it will be less optional and more um, people will be insisting on it more because the immunity will be waning. So we will look like, uh, if we don't get if people don't come forward for boosters, we'll expose ourselves sometime in 2022 to look a bit like Israel and getting surges and increased hospitalizations. And it should be noted that Israel's turned it around and they're back to where they were earlier in the year, looking a bit more like we are now in terms of control of numbers and hospitalizations. But they're nowhere near our level of uh, vaccination. We are now one of the highest vaccinated, or we will be, one of the highest vaccinated nations in the world, at least if you were to assume that everybody can achieve what New South Wales, the ACT and Victoria have achieved. Well, if you look at the Australia-wide numbers, they they look like they're tracking in the same direction. So that's that's looking hopeful. It's just the pace is a bit different in different states. Yeah, Queens, if you're a Queenslander or a Western Australian, um, you've got cause for concern because you are off the pace, whereas Victoria, New South Wales, the ACT, you know, Tasmania is doing really well at 89% first doses. But the Northern Territory, WA, Queensland are not doing that well in terms of getting to the uh, level of vaccination that you need to to open up to this extent. And so there will be a while before they will feel confident about doing that. I suspect the people listening to this podcast in those states are already fully vaccinated, vaccinated to the hilt. But it is a reminder that in our broader communities, there are still people who have to get the job done. So on Monday's episode, Norman, we spoke to Dr. Ian Norton about rapid antigen tests, and he made a sort of passing comment about the fact that there have been many rapid antigen tests approved in Australia, but some work better than others. And after that comment, we've had lots of questions from our audience asking us which ones are the good ones. And we said, we'll get back to you. Yep. And our intrepid producer, Will Ockenden, has written to the TGA and to New South Wales Health and to Woolies and Coles asking for the performance characteristics and which are the better form. Well, we know that New South Wales has done a study of these tests TGA is presumably across that performance information. And what a surprise, neither organisation has told us what they think about the performance characteristics and New South Wales is not telling us which of the tests they are preferring, uh, saying they've all been approved by the TGA and the TGA has not got back to us on this. So I assume the answer from the TGA will be, oh, well, we just had certain characteristics and they all fit within uh, within that framework but there could be quite a lot of variation within that. And we don't know. 
and New South Wales, for some reason, isn't willing to share their information with us. And when we ask Coles and Woolies why they're stocking this particular antigen test, they basically said it was approved by the TGA and were reasonably vague about why this was the one that they were stocking. And it's the same one in both chains of supermarket. Yeah, Lenore's written in asking about this, saying that you, Dr Norman Swan, on The Health Report consistently advises people to advocate for their health by seeking performance data for things like surgery. But uh, she says it's not possible to do that if the health authorities won't release the information. She says, I know the ABC can't name products, but how can people get this important information? Well, we're going to keep trying, Lenore. Uh, We won't give up here. It's unreasonable that TGA, which is the organisation that's there to protect our safety and interests, is not giving up that information. I mean, presumably, if it's been approved by the TGA, there it would have passed a threshold. Like, it's not... Are we saying that they're bad ones that are on the market? We're not really. No, but there'll be a range, and some will be at the bottom of the range, and some will be at the top of the range, and we should know what they are. And a question from Sylvia saying, I may be wrong, but if we vaccinate most humans on the planet, would the COVID virus have anywhere left to go? Would it just fizzle out or become so weak that it wouldn't harm anyone? And she says, if so, it's a shame humanity cannot collaborate to truly help poorer nations so that we could achieve freedom from COVID. It's just unlikely that the, that vaccination will eliminate coronavirus altogether, but it can get it down to incredibly low levels and make the likelihood of a variant very low. But the vaccines are not 100% effective against transmission. And when you haven't got 100% effectiveness against transmission, it's just really hard with a respiratory virus to eliminate it altogether. But we could be in a much better place than we are now if we did. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's all we've got time for. Keep sending your questions and comments to abc.net.au slash coronacast. And we'll see you tomorrow. And tomorrow we might cover a new treatment, which, uh, which is getting a lot of publicity at the moment. We'll see you tomorrow. See you then. 